Welcome to the Your Next Best Step podcast, where it's all about real experiences, real lessons, real hurdles, and everything in between. I'm Teresa Cantley, and I'm bringing you over 20 years experience in business, leadership, and marketing to help you shift out of your corporate thinking and into being an entrepreneur so you can maximize your results, build and empower your team, and make a bigger impact. It's time to turn your ideas into innovation, and that's only the beginning. So let's get started. Well, hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Your Next Best Step podcast. I am so excited to have you listen to this episode this week. It is the first time I have ever interviewed someone live in their place of business, you know, for the podcast. And I found out very quickly that I am on the extended learning plan of interviewing people live, what to do and what not to do. So I want to just put it out there early and set the expectations that typically when I record a podcast, I'm in my studio, I have my own equipment and everything. But for this podcast, since we were live, I didn't have everything that I normally have. And I also ran into challenges that day where my software wasn't working right, my mic wasn't working right. And I thought, oh my gosh, we're just going to run with this. And he was so gracious. The owner of Jay's Local, Lyle Sherline, was so gracious and so understanding and so patient. And I just turned to him at one point and I was like, even though I was like sweating, I turned to him and I just said, hey, you know what? We're just going to roll with it because you know what? This is life and stuff happens and what are you going to do? So like, let's just, let's just do this. You know what? And we did. And we talked about how Lyle got started. We talked about his background. We talked about, you know, his education, which you have to listen to all the things that this man has done um, and where he has lived. It's incredible. And kind of how Jay's Local, how he came up with the idea for Jay's Local and the, the core values that he brings into the business, the struggles that he faced the past, you know, two to three years, two years, actually. I mean, he opened up his business five months before COVID. I mean, crazy. And he's a restaurant, right? So I want to make sure that you listen, even though it's not the same sound quality and everything, and there is some background noise. You know what? The message in here is so, so good. And I want to make sure, especially if you are a local business owner, I want to make sure that, you know, we give you the opportunity to listen to this and you got to listen to the full thing. I am going to be back here halfway through the episode because we actually had to cut the episode. <laughs> we cut the recording because two um, older ladies walked in to see his dishwasher because of the potential of using it or buying it. Um, and so we had to cut and then I had to start a new recording, which was, which again was another challenge I had, but, um, so I'm going to come back and talk to you midway through the podcast. Um, but again, there are so many great insights. One of the most amazing insights that he has in here is how he has pivoted how he has zigged when everybody else has zagged. So again, if you are a local business owner or any business owner really right now, and you're, you know, there's so much uncertainty in the world. This is an episode for you because 
This shows, I mean, he is a true visionary. It shows the tenacity that you need to have, the determination that you need to have to start and grow a business, no matter what impact comes. But the biggest thing is, is to really fully understand why you are doing what you're doing in your business other than money. So, and Lyle just, he is so, um, he explains everything so great and he has such a great story. So I'm just going to be quiet and I'm going to let you listen. And I will be back here midway through the show to kick off the second part of the show because there is a surprise. He threw a curveball at me at the end of the show. So you got to listen all the way through and stay tuned because it was a great curveball and it was a great conversation. So again, I'm going to be quiet and I'm going to let you listen. So I'll see you back here soon. I am super, super, super excited to be interviewing someone who owns a local business who is actually right across the street from where I went to college. Um, So when I came here this morning, it was like a walk back in time. But um, I'm super excited to introduce the owner, the creator and owner of Jay's Local in Allentown, Pennsylvania, right across the street from Lumber College. Lyle Sherline, thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me. This is like super, super excited. And for those of you that are listening, you're going to also want to check out on the on my LinkedIn show, as well as on the YouTube channel for the video. We're doing an audio and we're doing a video. So make sure you check that out. But I am super excited to be here today. I, I told Lyle that this is the first time I've interviewed someone in their space versus being um, virtual. So this is this is super exciting. So Lyle, tell us tell us a little bit about you, not the business yet, about you and your background. So I was born and raised in Allentown. Um, I went abroad for a while. I spent some time in South America and in Spain. So I I really enjoyed travel and I wanted to do something a little bit different. I feel like a lot of my friends they. They went to college, then they went to grad school and kind of followed the same path. I wanted to kind of be a little bit different. So I, uh, I wanted to become fluent in a second language. So I chose Spanish because it's very useful in the States and ended up doing a gap year, moving to Spain and then mm-hmm. eventually finishing off the gap year in Argentina and got my master's in business and did a lot of international stuff. Wow. So I did a lot of, just kind of um, did a, a lot of travel and try to find my passion through um, through travel, really. So what is your passion? I feel like it, it's a, a mix between food, uh, entrepreneurial endeavors, family, business, and just community outreach and collaboration. Mm-hmm. And so right now, I mean, it's so we, we've been talking all morning about how important it is for the community to come together and collaborate prior to COVID, but even more so now with COVID. So um, so tell us a little bit, you know, because we've been talking and Jay's Local brings the community together. So tell me a little bit about how you got started with Jay's. So I didn't know if I wanted to open my own restaurant or if I wanted to rent out the space. I used to do, or I 
still kind of do real estate development. So I, I saw this building, I saw it was in a really good location and I was trying to figure out what to do with it, whether, you know, I do something myself or just kind of use it as, um, you know, an, an, income, an income stream. Um, and then it, it kind of occurred to me to reach out to the school. Muhlenberg College is literally right across from this space. And um, we found out that they have a really good entrepreneurial department. So mm -hmm. we found out that um, we could work with the students and they could really have an impact in the concept and in what goes in this space. So basically everything that we did by collaborating with them, we put into our concept. We learned um, that they want a lot of snacks. So we put that on our menu. We learned that they wanted healthy options. We learned that they wanted affordable prices. They wanted really good coffee. They wanted longer hours, uh, which didn't really work out uh, because of COVID. But <laughs> right. in the beginning, that's what we tried to give them. So um, it was really giving the students an opportunity to have a say in a local business. Mm. Wow, that's interesting. Um, you know, because there's not a lot of schools that I've seen or a lot of places where you know, taking into consideration like what the students want and what the community wants and then give them a say into what you're creating. Yeah. And I think that's important because in business, you know, when your employees are part of developing the vision or developing the business, you're even more engaged and more, um, you know, more willing to, you know, be a part of things. So I think bringing, I think that's, that's really interesting that you've done that to get their feedback and make them part of creating the business. Right. Well, I figured if, if it didn't work out, at least I could have somebody to blame yeah. the failure on. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, no. <laughs> but we figured they're, you know, it's right across from the school, so they would be frequenting this location often. So we, we wanted to make it work. The previous place that was here before us, it was a restaurant and it wasn't even open for a year. Mm. So we figured let's, let's not make whatever mistake they made and really, you know, give the people what they want. So as far as, you know, being a restaurant, cause I'm sitting in here and again, if you're in Allentown um, and, you know, visiting here or even, you know, you can follow them online on Instagram. Um, are you on, you're on Facebook? We're on all. On all okay. I feel like nowadays, if you're not on everything, then, <laughs> You should be. Yeah, you got to come here because they've got, I mean, right now you can see this. I am drinking um, grilled lemonade. Mm -hmm. And what do you have? You have kombucha. I have kombucha. Mm, yes. Yum. I figure I switch it up a little bit. And what is, well, tell me again what this pretzel is. So those are local pretzels. Um, it's one of our popular items. They're two soft pretzel rods, so they're good for sharing. Uh, we do a honey garlic glaze on top. So it's made with local honey, uh, a bunch of different ingredients and spices, uh, salt, uh, pretzel salt, and we do a side of our house-made honey mustard. So mm. it, it's a true local product. We use local honey from Funny Farm Apiaries, which is a, a local apiary. So we, we try to make it you know true to this area. That's why we call it local. Mm. Um, I'm telling you, if you could see, I am a pretzel. I love soft pretzels. And these soft pretzels are amazing with that glaze on top. Thank oh you. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely amazing. So um, so let me tell you, let me ask, what do you think? I mean, obviously, community is one thing. Um, but what do you think 
like as far as Jade's local, what are the core values that are important to you building this business out? I think to start off with, I, I think when I was creating this, I really wanted to create a family business. I wanted some place where, um, you know, my wife, when she's not doing physical therapy, she could work here. You know, we're open on the weekend, so family could come and instead of just, you know, sitting around and, you know, eating, they could really, you know, feel involved in the space. They could help with the customers. They could help take orders. They could help in the kitchen. So that's really what I was trying to create here, more of like a, a family-based business. So my mom works with us. Mm. Um, my wife is here when she's not doing physical therapy. When my brother comes in from New York, he's helping cook. Um, so it's really an all-around family-oriented kind of business, which is important to me. I really wanted a space where family could come and I could just put them to work. That last <laughs> part is kind of thing. But yeah, it is nice <laughs> to really have family feel involved. Like, this is their space. Like, it's not just, oh, this is Lyle's restaurant. This is this is my family's um, establishment. Right, right. So do you consider yourself a visionary? I try, yeah. I like to do things um, different. You know, when I didn't want to follow the path of my friends from college, by, you know, I wanted to go to grad school in, in another country and kind of do all that stuff. I feel like I try to go on the unique side of things to really test the boundaries and really set myself apart from everybody else. A lot of people are scared to try different things. I feel like that's what I love doing. Just trying it, you know, what, what's going to happen. Nobody else has done it before. So if, if I fail, um, who's going to, you know, who's going to know? You know, who, who could I compare myself to if nobody's ever done it before? Right. So do you think a visionary is somebody that does what no one's tried before? Like, what's the definition of a visionary for you? Um, I like just kind of, um, you know, doing things a little bit different, um, doing things that people need, that people want, um, helping people. Uh, so that's that's kind of, you know, what I like to think of as this space and, and what I see myself, you know, doing with this space. Right. Wow. So Did I get the, um, the answer? Right no. no. <laughs> there is no right or wrong answer. Like, um, I like people because I'm all about, um, you know, helping people to be visionary leaders. Mm -hmm. And um, so... As I said, I'm, I'm looking around at this space, and it's just so different. I mean, some people would look at look at here, or some people might see it online and might think, "Oh, it's just a cafe, mm -hmm. or it's just a coffee shop, or it's just a sandwich shop." And the truth is, it's not. It's much more than that. You can, when you step into this space, you can feel it's very warm. Um, you can feel it's summertime. Well, besides turn the air conditioning on a little bit, but it is. It is a little bit warm in here. Besides that, but you can feel you can feel that community. You can feel the difference. I mean, the food is different. The drinks are different. So it's definitely like when I and I only just connected with you not that long ago, but um, you are the embodiment of what a visionary business leader is. Cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad I. I so got, you passed. Yeah. It's like, do I have to look up look up the word in the dictionary? No, no. You passed. You passed. <laughs> So let's talk about um, let's talk about some things that you're doing differently now, okay? Because you know when COVID happened, we're going to talk about 
the other part of this in a minute. But um, when COVID happened, a lot of people, you needed to pivot. A lot of people didn't want to pivot. And unfortunately, that led to either, you know, I mean, they lost revenue and some of them, you know, had to close. But you pivoted. Mm -hmm. So, and even now with everything that's happening, tell us a little bit about, like, what's Jay's Local doing that's different? Like, how are you carving your own path besides the restaurant itself? So we just try to think outside the box, whatever we could do um, to really involve the community, to do things different, um, whether it has to do with the food that we serve here, the merchandise that we sell here, which we get from local vendors. Uh, if you look over there, we actually have a local candle based on one of our food items. So that uh, that's oh my god, freeze. I thought that was a cupcake. <laughs> that's a local freeze. Somebody thought it was food once, and she asked how much it was, and we were like, it's sixteen dollars, and she was like, sixteen dollars for this, but it's a locally <laughs> made. It's a three D candle, and it's based on one of our food items. So I always think like, what restaurant has a candle made, you know, based on one of their menu items, which is I feel like unheard of, um, and that's kind of what I I like to really do um, when I'm thinking of different uh, ideas for our restaurant. Just what what can we do that's kind of outside the box and involving the local community? That's a local candle maker. Um, she's been here a few times for pop-ups. It's with Squizzed Candles. Mm. Just a quick shout out. Um, not too far away from here. But they came in and, you know, they're a family-based business and um, just very unique product. The fact that it's 3D, so you could kind of, you thought it was food. Mm -hmm. um, they make it look so real. So they have like a little, there's a, a piece of banana coming off of it. There's coffee beans and they look real, but it's yeah. really just made out of wax. So just doing stuff like that, I feel like is really important to what we do here, just to kind of set ourselves apart. What about, um, tell us a little bit about the kitchen takeovers and the classes. So those we, we kind of started doing ever since we opened and we would bring in local craftsmen, local small businesses. So everything from, you know, candle makers to local plant companies, they come in and they sell their products. Uh, we've had um, hot sauce companies, uh, a lot of bakeries. I'm trying to think of like a really unique ones, like just locally sourced sustainable products. Um, those, you know, businesses like that come in and, and they basically set up shop for the day mostly on the weekends so our customers could experience and purchase locally made products from local small businesses and then it kind of expanded recently into more food-based businesses so businesses that either you know want to start a food truck or a catering company or home bakers that you know due to covid wanted to branch out they really like baking and they wanted to really you know start a business out of it so we wanted to provide our space to, you know, people that want to you know, create something, whether it's food, whether it's something else, it is such an eclectic space. So we feel like, you know, if we're not open or even if we are open, if somebody could benefit from this location, this eclectic interior, our kitchen, then we're more than happy to help them. It's mm. so awesome because, you know, I heard this once, like, it's not about what you can get, it's what you can give. Mm -hmm. And you are definitely like giving back um, and helping to support 
um, businesses who might not have a space or might not, you know, have the means to be able to go big right now. So you're giving them that ability to get their voice out, get their message out, get their product out um, using your space. Yeah. So, and when we can help each other, you know, everybody succeeds. Exactly. Everybody's successful. And I can, I can definitely see that that's a, that's a big thing with you. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. My, um, when we owned our store, our store was all about artisan jewelry and accessories. And our primary mission was to help artisans who couldn't get their, their voice out because, you know, they were just starting or they had, you know, they didn't have the financial means. So our goal was to be able to promote them. And I think that that's big because again, you know, when we pay it forward, you know, everybody, like I said, everybody succeeds. Yeah. Well, so. I remember what it was like when we first opened, you know, being a new business, people don't know you, you have to really like sell yourself and put yourself out there and almost like beg for customers to come in and, you know, doing, you know, samples and deals to really just, you know, build a customer base. So I remember what it was like and, you know, it's not easy. So to know what it felt like and to see businesses that want to kind of do something similar or, you know, have um, this desire to kind of build something, I could see what we went through. So any kind of support we could offer someone, whether it's using our space, whether it's any kind of guidance um, during the process, that's really, you know, important to us. Mm, I love that. I love that. So let's talk a little bit about the other side. (laughs) I know businesses went through a lot of challenges, you know, during COVID. Um, And now with, you know, some people think we're in a recession. Some people think we're going into a recession. And I know that there's been challenges between, you know, trying to hire and retain good people, um, you know, cash flow issues. So what do you think are are the big struggles that, I mean, maybe that you've had and how you've gotten through them? Uh, so it's, I feel like with any business, like every industry is kind of struggling right now. Um, so it's just crazy. Everybody is going through this. We hear established um, restaurants and businesses that have been in business for years are either closing or they're having to do kind of what we're doing is kind of scale back their hours um, just due to staffing issues or you know, prices have increased like crazy. If you look at what chicken costs right now, oh, yeah. it's like you could just go and buy a whole chicken food for what it costs to, to buy a breast <laughs> of chicken. I know. <laughs> so prices have been just increasing like crazy. Uh, so I feel like it's not easy for anybody. You know, we're all kind of, you know, facing our own challenges right now. But I, I think, um, you know, at the core of it all, you just kind of have to... Um, you know, figure out the best way to get through it. And hopefully things will get better. So, you know, we still want to serve the community. We still want to give them affordable prices. We still want to be here for them. So we just kind of have to, you know, adapt however we can. So for right now, we kind of limited our hours. We're only open on the weekends. Mm. Um, So it's hard getting staffing. Muhlenberg College is on break right now. So we're not as busy as we usually are during the school year. And I also just had a little baby. So yes. um, for me, it's just an excuse just to kind of, you know, take it easy a little bit. Um, and then we are promoting this pop-up program. So, you know, if I'm not here and we're not, you know, selling cheese local food, somebody else could come in and, yeah. you know, use it on a short-term basis. We actually were talking to 
a few local restaurants, which had to unfortunately shut their doors, um, for them to really, you know, try it out, see if um, Allentown worked for them. They're, you know, Easton or Bethlehem-based restaurants. So if they could kind of gain a presence in Allentown, um, you know, they don't have to, you know, rent out an entire restaurant. They don't have to um, purchase a space. They could, you know, run the restaurant out of here maybe one day a week just to kind of build a brand, try something new. So mm. I feel like, um, you know, kind of seeing our strengths and our weaknesses and kind of utilizing the strengths and weaknesses of other businesses really is um, important for right now, just with where the economy is. Yeah, no, I, that's, it's so true um, because you do have a lot of strengths. I'm sure, you know, everybody has their, their shortcomings, but when you can partner your strengths with someone else who might not have those strengths, but then they have something that you don't, mm-hmm. again, I mean, it's a win-win for everybody. Yeah. And, you know, I am a firm believer um, that, you know, local business, we have to make sure that we save you know, local businesses. We have to make sure that these small businesses, you know, um, keep going because they're, they're the backbone of the community. Definitely. And when you don't have them, the community falls apart. Yeah. And you don't see them working together too often. I mean, no, it kind of, you know, evolved out of COVID a little bit, just, you know, with doing these pop-ups and food trucks kind of working together instead of competing so much. Um, but they're all kind of people are, you know, businesses are working you know, hand in hand, which is nice. And you see, I see it, uh, my wife gets People Magazine. So you see like Velveeta Cheese is teaming up with like L'Oreal. Um, you know, they're creating like- um, their That's quite own, a mix. Yeah, they're creating their own nail polish. And the Bologna, Oscar Mayer is pre, um, working with um, like a face product company to make an Oscar Mayer face mask. So it's the craziest thing <laughs> seeing these companies working together, Oreo and- um, the one with the cheese, the cheese and the crackers, whatever it's called. Oh, oh um, forget the name of it. I know. Yeah. But they're working together. So you're seeing these, you know, these big companies, you know, Coca-Cola is working with, um, I don't know, like a something else to create like a, a specialty flavor. So seeing companies work together when they normally wouldn't yeah. is interesting. And I feel like it's helping, you know, um, everybody just kind of grow a little bit. It's shifting the paradigm of business. Yeah. You know, it's not about competition. It's about, um, you know, it's about working together in community. Exactly. So what do you think of the episode so far? I know the sound is not the normal sound quality that I have, but is the message just so good? Like when I started talking to him at first, you know, it was like a normal interview and everything, but then like the more we started talking, he has so, he's got such a dry sense of humor and he just is so filled with like insights and it's just, I don't know. I hope you are enjoying it as much as I enjoyed interviewing him, but I got to tell you, he threw me a curveball at the end of this episode. So normally when I interview people, I'm asking the questions, right? So at the end of this episode, he actually turned turned things on me and asked me a question. 
So yes, he was interviewing me on my own show, my own show. So as much as you liked the beginning, the first part of this podcast episode, minus the the external noises, you're going to love this second part. And even with the external noises, it doesn't like, I guess you get used to it and everything. But like I said, I am on the extended learning of live podcasting. But as I said, as if you loved the beginning part of this episode, you are going to love the second half of this episode when, like I said, he turns my own podcast into an interview where he's interviewing me. So I hope you like it. I hope you're enjoying it. So here is the rest of the episode with Lyle Sherline from Jay's Local. All right. And we are back. We took a little break there. Um, we are back here with Jay's Local. And we were talking a little bit about the struggles and challenges and, you know, partnering together for, um, you know, with, with your strengths, um, you know, with somebody else who doesn't have those same things. Um, and then they can give you um, something that you might not have the capability of doing. So, um, which I think is, you know, again, it's, um, I think right before we stopped, they said it's, you know, it's shifting the paradigm of business, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and you were, we were talking about how large businesses, you see that too, um, but even more so, and, and you mentioned like local businesses don't often work together. And I know when we had our store, I mean, it was the biggest, you go to merchant meetings and like people would be, well, I can't do that because that person's doing it. And I don't, and, and, you know, or I should be doing that because that person's doing it. It was always a competition. Mm-hmm. And um, now, you know, things are definitely changing. And I think that, you know, in your community, you're probably the, the gap, like bridging the gap, you know, and take every day as it comes mm-hmm. um, while also thinking, okay, like, you know, what new things can we add? Right. You know, and, it, and that's a, that's a healthy balance between the two. So, um, well, awesome. This has been an amazing um, conversation. Like I said, this is my first one where I've actually gone live to the, to the place. And like I said, we're going to shoot some video in here so you can see the, uh, what his space actually looks like. Um, but I have a couple questions for you, a couple like rapid fire questions to kind of wrap up our conversation here. Um, so number one, what is your favorite menu item? Favorite menu item. I always say, you know, whenever somebody asks me that, I always say like anything that has turkey bacon on it, just because our turkey bacon is really good and we're more on the healthier side of things. And so we don't, you know, fry anything or we don't have, you know, real bacon or, um, you know, stuff like that. But it, I feel like, you know, now that you're asking me that, our our hamburgers are really good. We actually, we did a, a cookout yesterday, a barbecue mm. for, was it yesterday? Like two days ago, whatever Father's Day was. Sunday. Yes. <laughs> Every day is the same, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, but we did hot dogs and hamburgers, just like classic, you know, comfort foods. And um, we had our hamburgers. I, you know, don't tell anybody, but I brought some home to, to grill. <laughs> um, and it's just such a good hamburger. We get them from a local farm, Gawker Farms. Mm. Our cheese is from Connabella Farms, which is another farm. Our bread's from Lusitania Bakery in Bethlehem, not too far away. Yeah. Our pickles are from the farmer's market, just a few blocks. It's a garlic dill pickle. 
Um, so it's just like, it's such a good quality burger. It just tastes very, you know, well, I'd say it tastes very local, but who knows what Allentown tastes no, like. No, but <laughs> I don't want to know what Allentown tastes <laughs> like, but cheeseburgers are actually my absolute all-time favorite food. Oh, cool. Like forever. I mean, even when I was young and like if I was sick, my mom would be like, do you want a cheeseburger? And I was like, yes. Yeah. And she was like, uh, and if I said no, then she knew I would really, really not feel like oh, it. But gotcha. yeah, like cheeseburgers. And I don't eat meat a whole lot, but mm. cheeseburgers are like my all time, all time. Yeah, I feel like it's one of those comfort foods. Like it just, you can make it however you want. You can, you know, mustard, no mustard, ketchup, no yeah. ketchup, lettuce, tomato, onion. Like you can do it however you want. We get, you know, those weird people who come in and they just want the patty with, with the bun. Yeah. Like what, is, what is that? That's like nothing. Yeah. Does it even have any taste? Do you do that? You have a bread, you have a, um, a burger that has an egg on it, don't don't you? We've done it before. I mean, everything's customizable, so you could add an egg on it. You could add avocado. You could add turkey bacon. Um, you could basically do up a burger however you like. But we we do specials, and we've done a breakfast burger in the past. We've yeah. done a cinnamon roll burger. Yeah, I've seen both of those. Yeah, yeah. So we do whatever you know, whatever might sell, whatever is different. Awesome, awesome. Um, where does the name Jay's Local come from? I think I know, but where does that name, how did you come up with the name? So the, the Jay is from my dad. Um, he was a local attorney and unfortunately passed um, a few years ago. Mm-hmm. So um, this, like I said in your first question, it, the whole base basis for this business was really to build you know, something for my family um, and really keep him at the forefront of this. He was very you know, welcoming and friendly and outgoing and giving. And that's really where the community outreach kind of came from. Um, So really that's why we have the different kinds of furniture. We have uh, the couches and the tables that you can push together. Um, So we wanted to make it a very welcoming space in here. And he was just a very welcoming person. He was a pillar in the community. Yeah, he did a lot of stuff. Um, Just always gave back. Mm -hmm. He was from New York and when he moved here, you just really love the Lehigh Valley. You could just have like this this feeling that it just it was a welcoming place, and um, you know it was a place where he could really establish himself. Like it, it wasn't like a it is a fairly decent city, but it wasn't huge where he was just like this you know small yeah. fish. Um, he really you know developed and, and did really good stuff for the community and really um, created you know a very nice name for himself. Mm-hmm. And so he was very important. And then the local just, he really loved this area. So yeah. supporting local businesses and, um, you know, not buying from a massive brand or right. not serving hamburgers from, um, you know, the local supermarket, the supermarket or something. The frozen ones. Yeah. So we, um, you know, <laughs> we support just from the area. Right. I always say everybody knows the colleges. There's a lot of really good colleges, really good hospitals in this area. Um, but they don't they don't know um, the really good small businesses or the really good farms or um, we get our kombucha from a local farm and they do yoga classes in their greenhouse. Like that's yeah. so different. Um, and that's really important to, to the products that we sell. It's more about the um, the smaller local brands than, than anything else. Right. right. What is something interesting that people might not know about you? 
that you want to share. Oh, yeah. wow. Ooh. I could say the weirdest stuff right now. It <laughs> would not go well. And then, I, you know, my wife would hear it and she'd be like, Lyle, I knew you were going to say that. And I, <laughs> I thought you shouldn't, but you did anyway. Um, something that people don't know about me. Um, I'm fluent in Spanish. You know, I didn't grow up knowing Spanish, but I had that uh, vision or that almost need to kind of set myself apart. And, and I, I knew the value of it. So um, I knew that I, I wanted to do something that would really um, make me different from everybody else. And being you know fluent in a second language, um, it's just kind of one of those things. When you graduate from college and everyone's like, what are you going to do for work or this or that? I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just knew that I wanted to do something different and that I wanted to um, have a step up or, you know, something different on my resume that nobody else had. Um, you know, being this American kid uh, from Allentown, Pennsylvania, who's fluent in Spanish with, with no Latin ancestry, um, was, was that thing. So yeah. I feel like maybe put that on my dating profile, right? There you go. <laughs> Oh, and that's actually, this area does have a very um, heavy Latino influence. So being able to speak Spanish is, is good, especially yeah. as you get further into the city. Um, and even over in Bethlehem and Easton, huge um, Latino presence. Yeah, you see it all over the place. And anywhere you go in, in the States, you're always going to see that presence. Right. Um, so it's, for me, it's, I mean, it, it definitely helps, you know, business-wise, but... If somebody calls up and they don't speak Spanish and they want to order a hamburger and our staff's like, Lyle, I don't know what to say. Then I, you know, I could hop on the phone and I, I could get that order so they there don't have go. to go somewhere else. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, That's we, awesome. We didn't miss out on that, on that Spanish order. <laughs> so how did you meet your wife? You've talked about your wife um, several times. I feel like if I, if I don't say anything about her, then she's going to get pissed. Okay. So tell me, tell she's us, tell us about like her. That. Um, she's from New York. Okay. We met on a dating app, which I feel like that's what a lot of people do right now. And um, we moved here um, because of COVID and also because I opened a restaurant, <laughs> but more because of COVID. Um, and it just, um, you know, New York was one of like the hot spots. So, you know, to be in a you know, small apartment when you had to be indoors all the time um, was just not ideal and just having like that fresh area, you had to walk everywhere with a mask on for like over a year. Um, So we moved here and and, um, I really learned to appreciate this area a lot more as I got older and then to establish a business and really have um, the capacity to to help the community and kind of grow it um, was really important to me. So I, I really had to beg her to move here when she's coming from a big city like Manhattan. It's not that far. It's, only it's an not hour. that far, and there are buses that go back and forth. Yes. I commuted to the city. Um, you know, I sat on a bus for you know an hour and a half on a good day, two and a half hours on on a decent day. I hate buses. Yeah, but it is convenient. A lot of people commute to New York from this oh, area, yeah. so you know it is convenient. We have her friends are coming in this weekend from New York, and it, it's not like you have to get on an airplane or anything like that. So mm-hmm. I feel like we have the best of both worlds right now. We have a house with the backyard. We just had a little baby and we only live a few blocks away from here. So nice. to be able to be in a neighborhood that we really enjoy next, almost next to where we work, which is 
Um, good and bad because I feel like I'm always here. You're making me come in on my day <laughs> off sorry, when I'm supposed I'm to so- be breastfeeding right I'm now. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, it's just, I feel like we, we made this home. You know, it was always home for me, um, but we made it home again. We, we made it a different version of home. Awesome. Awesome. So last question um, before we wrap up, what are you most grateful for? Uh, I'd say the first, probably family, you know, my family is very um, supportive of whatever, you know, I ask, you know, I I don't really like to ask, I kind of like to do, Um, but whatever I ask, whether it's, you know, if I ask my mom to, um, you know, stay later to, oh, I don't even do that. I don't, I just feel like everything I ask of my family is, um, they're just very supportive. So whether you know, I want to do something crazy with the restaurant, or if I want to put turf outside, um, my family is always behind me in these um, decisions. And they, they kind of let me, which was very important of my parents, uh, you know, my dad was successful. So he kind of gave me the opportunity to really follow my passion. Most people don't have that opportunity. Um, so, you know, I didn't have, I did work for a bunch of different companies and kind of you know, how to start from the ground up doing that. But um, I'm fortunate enough to be able to open up my own business or to open up my own restaurant. Um, So that is, you know, very, you know, it's very nice when I compare, you know, myself to other people who aren't fortunate. Awesome. Awesome. Well, this has been, like I said, I mean, this has been great. It's been so good connecting with you. Um, and thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom and your insights um, for all of the listeners. I think, you know, anybody who's listening to this is going to get so much great inspiration from it. Um, even if you're not a business owner, just the fact of just helping others and paying it forward. I think that's definitely the theme of this and how when you can come together as a community, whether it's your family community or the outside community, amazing things can happen and you know that's really what life is about you know and when you become an entrepreneur you know like it's kind of takes it to the next level as far as the journey that you want to go on Mm -hmm. you know in your life and i just think that you know you've just done so many amazing things thank you could i ask you a question sure well i feel like every time i do either like a podcast or an interview everybody's always asking me questions and i feel like it's like (laughs) One of those bad dates where, like, you, you just talk about yourself. I know, you're a bad date. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I am curious, you know, you're the first person that reached out to me that's, you know, not like a food-based business or, you know, wanting to do any of, of those collaborations. You're more of helping local businesses, which is really important. Yes. Um, and it all kind of changed, you know, because of COVID, which I spoke about a lot. Um, but what do you think? A lot of people are, you know, trying to, start their own thing, build their own brand, kind of segueing out of corporate America. Mm-hmm. What do you, from your experience, what do you think is um, the biggest challenge for anybody that really wants to just start their own company, sure. whatever it may be? Sure. Um, I think, and I actually, um, about six months ago, I became a SCORE mentor. So um, SCORE is part of the SBA. Um, so uh, Small Business Association, mm-hmm. yeah. So. With SCORE, it's people who want to start a business. I mean, I do get some people who have a business and they're stuck, but most of the people want to transition out. So I became a SCORE mentor, like I said, about six months ago. 
And I think the biggest thing that I saw before, and then now even more so becoming a SCORE mentor, is that people want to, yeah, everybody wants to transition out of corporate America and go into opening up their own business. And the one thing that I've told people is, if you can work on it while you're still in corporate, you can work on it on the side. Do that for a period of time. Is it going to take? A, is it going to take a lot of time? Yes. You know, work on work on it during your fringe hour. So if it's you know in the morning before you go into work, or at lunch, or when you come home, you don't have to do that forever. But getting yourself to a place where you you have that buildup of cash. So that when you start, when you finally go into your business, you're not like freaking out. And the reason why I say that is because that's how I did it. Um, I worked full time. I was a director of marketing, director of operations. Um, and we started, we actually started our business in 2008 during the recession um, when everything kind of crashed. And we stayed in it for, I actually worked full time and, and started my business for three years before, actually, I'm sorry four years before we actually um, got out of corporate um, and went into it full time. So I think that's one of the things that I can say is that if you're looking to start your business and you're in corporate and you, you have an idea for something, I think the first thing is, is to get super clear on what it is that you want to do, but find time to work on that while you're still in corporate and build a plan to kind of build a cushion of cash so that when you go to make that transition, like everything, you know, kind of flows. Because I've seen a lot of people who just jump and then they go into their business and they don't have any money and they're stressed and their dream job or their dream business became a nightmare. So that's one thing. The second thing is if you're out of corporate, if you're already out and you want to start your own business, I think the biggest challenge that I've seen is taking your vision, taking your dream and actually putting it on paper and getting it clear so that you can take the action steps. I think one of the, the hardest things that people have is implementation. They have this big dream and they're like, you know, either they feel like they have to attack it all at once or they feel like, um, I don't know what to do. Like, and they get kind of stuck in their own head. Um, I always tell people business is 90% mindset, 10% tactical strategy. So if you can get clear on what it is that you really want to do, the difference that you want to make, what your business is going to do and get that, then you can create action steps from there and break them into really small chunks to go ahead and get yourself moving. I think the other thing, especially right now with people, is if you're in your business now, I think you know, taking a look at and, and you're thinking, oh my, with everything that's going on, how can I keep my business going? What can I do differently? I think, you know, number one is um, staying clear, staying, um, you know, really focusing on what's at your core and, you know, staying in that place and how can you do what you do really, like what do you do really well and how can you do more of what you do really well things that aren't working and aren't profitable, let go of them. Same thing with expenses, looking at your expenses and saying, where do I have redundancy? Where do I have, you know, what am I spending money on that we don't need to spend money on and getting rid of that. And then um, just kind of focusing on how can we, again, 
what do we do really, really well? How can we do more of that and serve more so we can build up our revenue, you know, to get through, I mean, they're predicting next 11 months, you know, are, are going to potentially be challenging. So, you know, taking those steps, if you're in business right now, to protect your business. I'm big on building a stronger foundation, um, you know, so that you can be agile and flexible as challenges come your way. Awesome. Those so, are good points. Yeah. Yeah. So, I did the first one just like you. I was corporate America and yeah. um, doing both at the same time before I took that leap. Yeah. So I, I feel like that's, I thought, you know, I was looking in a mirror when you were, whatever <laughs> saying is, but, you know, definitely when I did take that leap, I was ready. Everything mm-hmm. was in place. I did build up those finances from, you know, a big company who was going to pay a lot more. And then when it was time, it, it was time. Yeah, no, absolutely. And like I said, I've seen a lot of people that just jump. Mm-hmm. And then they go into their business and then they either give up, they close, they're frustrated, you know, they're in mega amounts of debt. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've worked with people, you know, when they've started, when they've come to me and they are leveraged beyond belief because they didn't like focus on building up that, that cash, um, you know, building up that reserve fund so that they could you know, build their business. And gotcha. that's the last thing that anybody wants to do because money, people have money mindset issues. People have mo- everybody. If you, if you would be lying, if you, if you said that you didn't have one, everybody has one. And when you are leveraged like that, or when you are stressed about it, because, because you're trying to build cash and the cash isn't coming in, you have all these expenses, those money mindset blocks come up and will destroy a business. Mm faster than one. Well, hopefully whoever's listening to this <laughs> podcast, you're like, I was about to make the leap. And then I listened to Teresa and Lyle and I didn't. So hopefully we could have saved somebody. Yeah, from, exactly. From making that mistake. Exactly. So, so for the listeners that, I mean, obviously they're going to be listening to the podcast. They're going to be um, checking this out on LinkedIn um, and Instagram where can they find you? Like, where can somebody, you know, follow you or come find you? Um, you know, what do you have coming up? You have some classes coming up, I think. Yes, I will say, um, I don't want to give out my address. So you <laughs> could find me at the restaurants, but don't, you won't find me at home. Um, and don't follow me. Just yeah. come to the restaurant, <laughs> but don't follow me after I leave. Uh, but they could, uh, we're on Instagram, uh, Jay's local. There's no apostrophe in it. Um, Facebook, same thing. Uh, we're on Snapchat, LinkedIn, Twitter, 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 Twitter. Um, <laughs> but all of them, I, I say, you know, um, and then we have a website, jayslocal.com. Um, you could see all of our upcoming events. If you come into Jay's local and buy food and drinks, we do have we have a list outside of um, our front door, um, all the upcoming events, but they're also listed on our social media, and we do post about them several days before an event. Um, for the most part, this summer, I think we have something going on almost every weekend. This weekend on Saturday, we do have a bakery pop-up coming in from 11 mm, to 2. Nice. And Sunday, we have um, an engraving pop-up, which is the first one we're ever doing like that. Wow. Uh, Renan Inc., I believe they're based out of Emmaus. Or they're definitely from Lehigh Valley. Uh, we saw they were doing some cool stuff in the area. So they're coming in and 
Um, you could bring your own products. They could engrave. Um, I believe they're selling stuff also, so they can engrave designs or your name or anything on what you're looking for. So cool. That's kind of the stuff we have coming up this summer: cooking classes, um, different pop-ups. What else? Um, and then we do have um, just a, a lot of stuff going. We do have like an interesting art project um, on the outside of our building, which I don't want to talk too much about it, okay. but it's going to kind of, um, uh, it has to do with Allentown and it has to do with, you know, local and really jazzing up the West End. So that's something else to look out for. Nice. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Um, this, again, this is, this has been such an awesome podcast. And um, if, again, if you're in the Allentown area, definitely stop in here. Um, get one of the, um, if they still have it, the, the grilled lemonade. Grilled lemonade. When we do finish uh, an infusion over the summer, we do make a different version. So we don't usually carry the same thing twice unless there's a lot of requests for it. Mm -hmm. So grilled lemonade, as soon as that's done, we're going to move on to something else. Nice, nice. Well, come in and try one of their infusions. Get a burger. <laughs> they sound delicious or whatever else they have here because um, everything just looks amazing. I mean, I'm looking at the menu right now and I'm getting hungry. But, um, but anyway, thank you so much for joining me. And until next week, um, everybody have a great rest of your week and take care of each other a little bit more than we already do. Bye for now. Hey there. I know there is so much going on in the world and it's so easy to get caught up thinking you just need to get through this time and you just need to survive. There's rising costs and inflation, delays in getting products, struggles hiring and retaining good people, trying to get that edge that allows sales to rise and customer loyalty to increase, figuring out how to stand out online in a sea of competition when you haven't even gotten your website completely done. But I'm here to tell you there's a better way to approach these things. There's a better way to approach this time that we're going through, a way that will lead to higher profits, more money in your pocket, and more time to do the things you love to do. And that's where I come in. I come in to help you fix what's broken, plug the holes, so you can insulate your business from any impacts that might come your way. Over the past decade, I've helped many product-based business owners to turn their business around and increase their income and their profits 20%, 30%, and even up to 80%. Yes, I said that correctly, and you heard that correctly. So what did they do? They stopped spending money on random marketing and software that doesn't work. They hired a high-impact, high-growth team to help them move the business forward so they didn't have to do everything themselves. They implemented processes to streamline work so they could do more with less, and they increased profitability by really and truly understanding their numbers. And most importantly, they started thinking like a CEO and not just a small business owner. And you can do this too. You really can. And I want to help you. You and me working one-to-one -to, -one to get the results you've been working towards for years. Imagine going from six figures to seven figures to eight figures, even to nine figures. 
It's totally, totally possible. So apply to work with me in my exclusive Business Masters one-to-one program and let's do this. Spaces are limited. Unfortunately, there's only one me, but the results that you get are truly extraordinary. So you gonna do it? Are you in? I look forward to seeing you on our next call. Hey there, it's Teresa, and I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad that you join me every week to listen to this podcast. This podcast has been a dream of mine, and when we hit episode 100, I was super, super, super excited, and I know now we are on our way to episode 200. If you like what you hear, and I know you do because you're here, I would love, love, love if you could head on over and leave us a review either on iTunes, on Google Play, on Stitcher, on whatever it is that you're listening to, um, listening to this podcast. I would absolutely love it. When we get reviews, when we get, you know, five stars, it, it enables us to show up higher in the different categories so that more people can find us and we can make a difference in more small business owners' lives. So I would love, love, love if you could go on and leave me a review. And also tell me what you love, tell me what you what you wanna hear more of and how I can help you because that's what I'm here for. I am here to give you real life experiences, real life coaching, real life stories from my work, my experience helping small business owners to build their business, but also helping to, or me actually building and growing several of my own businesses. So if you love what you hear, please go over and leave a review. It would be absolutely amazing. It would mean so much to me, but until next week, take care and I will see you soon.